0: to episode 16 of Be A Bigger Fish. This is the podcast that explores the power of podcasting to grow your business or your community. I'm delighted to say that the star of this episode is Jen Wilson. Jen is a working mum and a serial side hustler. She coaches other working mums to help them to set up their own dream business too. And Jen has recently taken to podcasting. She set up the Working Moms Who Side Hustle podcast, which at just eight episodes in sounds really assured and confident. So if you're brand new to podcasting, you'll love listening to Jen talk about how she managed to get it going so quickly. Jen's aspiration for her podcast is that it serves as a catalyst for a community. She wants to share the highs and lows of other working mums who are trying to build their own businesses so people who aspire to do that don't feel alone and don't feel isolated. She wants to show how limiting beliefs can be identified and overcome so that people can achieve the dream businesses that they really want to achieve. I really enjoyed having this conversation with Jen. I found it really uplifting and I hope you'll enjoy it too. So let's get straight into the conversation. I am really delighted to be speaking with Jen Wilson today. So Jen, welcome to Be A Bigger Fish. Oh, thanks for having me, Debbie. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. So Jen is a working mom and a serial side hustler and a coach for other working moms who also want to side hustle Um, and she's also now an accomplished podcaster so please tell my lovely listener a little bit more about you and about what you do and why you love it.
1: Well um, I'm so flattered that you called me an accomplished podcaster, I don't know about that but I'll take I'll take the compliment. (laughs) definitely. Uh, My name is Jen Wilson, and I have a website called uh, Mom Remix, and it's really to help other working moms launch and build their side hustles and really to help them through whatever blocks they're having when they think that they can't pursue that thing on the side that they really want to pursue. Um, And as part of that, I offer coaching services uh, sort of one-on-one with other working moms who are interested in building their side hustle. But as part of that, I do have a podcast that is called Working Moms Who Side Hustle. And I feature other um, working moms or other people that can bring value to our audience of working moms who want to build a side hustle.
0: Yeah right. okay. And so how would you describe a side hustle? Because you know here in the UK, the word hustle has some kind of negative connotation. so obviously not for you. So how would you how would you define that?
1: So here in the US it's kind of common um, it's a common term, and basically it's something that you're doing on the side. So for our audience, generally the moms have a full-time job. And they're building something, another business on the side in addition to their day job. And so that's what I guess I would call um, a side hustle.
0: Yeah. So bearing in mind that you have a day job too, right? Yes, I do. And a side hustle and a podcast. What podcast. (laughs) What was it that inspired you to take up podcasting in the middle of all that activity?
1: The way I started was, well, first, I am a longtime podcast listener. So as soon as I discovered it, I was hooked. I mean, I don't listen to radio. I don't watch TV. I mean, you know, when I'm commuting, it's purely podcasts or sometimes audiobooks. But so that's sort of the background. But when I launched my website in October, I was thinking about, okay, what kind of content do I want to put on there? And I thought, oh, you know, I want to interview other working moms to see how they're doing it so that other people can, you know, get an idea or maybe take bits and pieces from their experiences and use that to help them. Yeah. But the, I just felt like writing it in a blog post just wasn't as powerful as getting people, you know, on a podcast where you could hear them and get to know them and, and be part of that conversation. And so I had a mom that had responded, she was going to be my first you know, blog interview for this um, series that I was going to do on my blog. And I, and I told her, hey, you know what, hold off because I'm really struggling with this. I really want to do a podcast, but God, I think there's going to be so much work involved. So, you know, she kind of hung out while I waffled back and forth for a couple of months. And I said, you know what, I just, I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it started.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. And how did you get going? Did you have any formal training? Or did you just kind of pick up a microphone and, and press record?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I will, <laughs> I will say, I mean, there was some research that went into it. I mean, as far as how do you record the conversations, what equipment to get? Um, and then, you know, then you had to research what kind of hosting services and all that stuff. So, there was some research involved on the front end, like, can I get started? You know, I mean, I didn't want to spend a ton of money on it. Right. But basically I just, on my first interview, we just said, Hey, we're going to do this and press record. Once I knew what I was going to use to record the conversation. Yeah. that, That was it.
0: Give us a little rundown of your kit list. Basically, what did you decide on?
1: I don't have much. Um, the only things that I bought, so I have my laptop, right? Yeah. That's the must. And the only equipment that I bought to get my podcast up and running was this mic that I have in front of my face right now. And then the little pop filter cover that goes over it. Yeah, right. And that was it. And I think my microphone was 20 or $25 and the filter was like $10. So I got started pretty inexpensively (laughs)
0: yeah it's it's really cool actually that you don't need very much at all to just get going it's you know i think that the fact that there's such a low barrier to entry in terms of equipment is a really great thing about podcasting yeah
1: Yeah, i don't think Uh, the equipment is the barrier i think there's some other barriers but (laughs)
0: yeah well that's so true so what what would you think those are is it about the tech or is it about fear of sharing your views publicly or
1: Oh yeah, I think that's. I think you have to get. Um, you have to be comfortable with putting yourself out there. And for me, that was a year long, not year years long process, right? Mm-hmm. Of getting to the point where okay, I, I I can do this. So that is a huge barrier, I think, for a lot of people. And then once you get past that, it was the learning curve of I think editing and and figuring out how you want this whole thing to play out. And that took a long time, I will say.
0: Okay. And was that trial and error or was yeah. that sort of desk research effectively that helped you learn how to do that?
1: YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, I knew I had GarageBand on my Mac and I, um, I just watched a bunch of YouTube and just tried to get started. And the first episode I edited, I can't even tell you how long it took. I mean, oh my gosh. (laughs) It took so long, but it's gotten progressively easier and it's taking less time because I know my way around GarageBand. But um, I would say that was a huge learning curve for me. Was right. the mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's interesting because previous guests have said exactly the same actually, that it's kind of you know, stealing yourself to the editing that um you know oh, yes. was a barrier for them. So yeah, that's really interesting. And do you think you would consider outsourcing that as an activity or will you always manage all your podcast workflow yourself?
1: Oh, I would love to outsource it. So <laughs> I actually thought that I was going to outsource some of that but i think what happened was on one of my episodes that i recorded early on a dog started barking oh no the guest dog started barking mm. and she couldn't get her dog to stop barking and it was for about 30 minutes <laughs> and then i thought oh, i'm just going to hire someone and they're going to be able yeah. to edit all the dog barking <laughs> it's no problem right <laughs> and then it turned out I go on and I I start asking, you know, potential freelancers, okay, I have this dog, it's barking for 30 minutes. You know, how much is that going to be? Is there going to be an extra cost? And they all said, there's no way you can edit out the dog barking for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So then I was back to, okay, well then I have to figure out what to do. And then on top of that, I knew I wanted my show to flow a certain way that the conversation when you record it doesn't necessarily go that way. And so I, I didn't feel like I could give the creative part of it to outsource that. Do you know what I mean? Like I could give Literally. them like, okay, take out the ums and the ahs and the spaces and weird noises that might have one-off noise that might happen. But, and and that would be helpful. That would be super helpful because that takes a lot of time as well. Yeah. But and maybe that will be something that I can do in the future. But for me, I think the biggest thing was that made me realize was that they couldn't edit the dog barking so that put it back on me. And then I realized that I wanted it to to you know flow a certain way, and that was all me. So maybe in the future, if people hear, okay, this is how you know you've got twenty episodes and they all kind of have the same feel and sound or whatever, and maybe, you could hire somebody out to to do that i think mm-hmm. that would be wonderful because the editing is is just it's such a long yeah right it's a long
0: process. <laughs> it takes a long time it takes a long time i love i love that though you, you that process you describe as sort of crafting an episode into something that flows the way you wanted it to flow i really enjoy that it's like making a composition
1: isn't it so it yes. is it was and i guess when i started i thought it wasn't going to be as difficult as it is because I thought I was just going to record this conversation and then I was just going to have to cut out a certain amount of things and then I would upload it. But as it turns out, as I was, you know, sort of doing the first few, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm really going to have to do some heavy editing here.
0: They don't sound heavily edited. They sound beautifully crafted. So I think it's <laughs> a great job. great job. Yeah, not at all. At all. So You started out podcasting, I think, from what you said, because you felt that that was a better way to share the experience of the guests that you were talking to, which I think is really interesting, actually. What were you hoping that that would achieve? What did you want
1: the podcast to do for you? I knew from listening to podcasts that you can really feel like you're part of that conversation, like you're sitting there with them and I, it, you feel so connected to those people. Like I listened to Tim Ferriss, right? <laughs> he like doesn't know who I am, obviously, but I feel like I know him, right? Yeah. And it was that sort of connection that I was hoping to, to build. So in terms of what I was trying to achieve, I wanted people to feel like they were a part of our conversation and to build Um, a community of other working moms and we're all in the same boat you know we're trying to pursue something on the side but we have a day job we have our kids and um, so that's really the purpose of my podcast is
0: yeah right so it's building that sense of community with Mm -hmm. like-minded people and yeah that's lovely absolutely I agree with you I think podcasting is such an amazing medium to achieve that What do you think it is that makes it so special? Why do you feel like you get that kind of connection with Tim Ferriss?
1: Just hearing him speak and how he interacts with his guests, you know, you get a sense of their personality, you know? And so that's what's cool about... I mean, I guess you could say the same for anything you put out there, right? And you put your own personality and your own spin on it. And you can do that in writing, but there's something about... (laughs) being part of someone's conversation that feels very personal i think if you are clicking with that listener that they can become very loyal i think right versus reading something and it's useful or or and conversely if somebody doesn't like me or doesn't like my questions or my voice or whatever that's fine right i mean we want to attract the people that That like what you have to say and and so I just think it's perfect for that because you can easily repel the people (laughs) (laughs) who are gonna like you and bring in hopefully the people that do like what you have to say and how you say it yeah yeah I agree
0: okay so do you think your podcast is achieving what you set out to do
1: you know, it's a, it's a pretty new podcast, right? So I just released my ninth episode today and I'm, I'm I'm trying to do one episode a week. So it's been nine weeks. Um, but I really feel like it has because of the guests that I bring on and the people that I'm meeting. So even if I'm not sure, you know, of, of all the people that have downloaded my episode, I don't know what they think. Right. But But certainly I'm getting to meet a lot of other working moms who have a a side hustle. And, and, you know, in our conversations offline or online, they they say, you know, sort of what struggles they're having and what, um, what else they'd like to hear on the show. So I feel like it is accomplishing what I set out to do and i hope that it'll continue to grow to what i envision it to be
0: yeah yeah i think that's something that you don't expect and is a really great bonus from podcasting when you set out is is the relationships you make with the other people you speak to you know the yeah. guests that you bring in or you know people who ask you to guest on their podcast it's like you build a network that you right. weren't expecting don't you of people right. like kind of yeah doing similar things to you and i've really enjoyed that as well i have to say yeah
1: You meet people from everywhere and they're doing all these different things. And it's just so nice, you know, and you're having an hour long conversation with them, which is, I mean, when do you have that opportunity, right? To, you know, sit down with somebody for an hour and pick their brain and talk to them. I mean, it's just, you know, personally, it's been very rewarding in that way.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you know, do you feel that you learn something from each conversation you have with your guests?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Everyone has had something different to share. So for me, if they, if if someone picks up one thing from that episode that they're like, you know what, I'm going to do that, then that's a win. It's a success, right? I mean, they they've gotten one tactic or one strategy or one thing that helped them to shift what they're thinking about or how they're thinking about something. I think is um, it's very gratifying being on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, because that's a real contribution that makes a difference to somebody else's experience, isn't it? So, yeah. What would you say is one of the common threads that you pick up from the other working moms that you speak to?
1: The common thread is that. <laughs> What I think I'm going through by myself, everyone else is going through. <laughs> so all the moms have had this, well, they're struggling, you know, with managing their time. They're finding time in sort of the fringes to work on their business, but also those limiting beliefs or those stories you tell yourself that prevent you from getting, they've all been there. They've all done it and so it's in that sense it's nice if you're trying to build that community of people right for them to know hey look at all these people that are on the show they've all gone through the same thing you're experiencing right. um, and they were able to push past it and and here's where they're at now and this is what you can do too yeah so I think yeah. the big thing is across the board is gonna be a mindset for sure
0: yeah really what, what do you mean by that
1: I mean, it's interesting because I had one, um, one person on who she's, uh, she had a master's degree in like teaching. This is what she did. And she was actually a classroom teacher. She taught every single day. Right. And she had a master's degree and she was trying to, I think she was trying to think of ways to, you know, have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And then she thought, well, hello, tutoring. But she still had these, like, oh my gosh, like, how can I start this tutoring business? Or who am I? Or who's going to come to me for tutoring services? And I'm thinking while I'm talking to her, I'm like, you have to be kidding me. Like, you're you're so qualified to yeah. do that. There, there should be no doubt in your mind that you can do this. But yet, she still had those doubts. So, so that was like, oh my gosh, you know, so many people are going through the same thing and even if they have all of those qualifications on paper they still have the same limiting beliefs yeah you know
0: yeah imposter
1: yeah. syndrome i think is something yeah. that gets discussed
0: a lot in in my industry actually yeah so that i think that is so common and how you know have have you picked up any really helpful tips from the people you've spoken to about how they've broken through that to achieve what they want to achieve
1: i i feel like what i've been hearing from people is that they they've done their own work well some of them have their own coaches first of all so they they will get a coach to help them you know to break through those barriers but a lot of them do their own personal development which is like what i did so they sort of somehow you know got into the whole world of personal development and they started reading books or listening to podcasts like this and i think that's really helped them as it has for me
0: yeah, so. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you're paying back, right? By by spreading the message. I so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. When we first spoke, it was about a month ago, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And you just mm-hmm. published like one or two episodes at the time. And I was genuinely surprised when you said that this was your first entry into podcasting because your podcast sounds so assured. Um, I think you have a really like a natural voice for podcasting, to be honest. Oh. So Are are you very conscious of how you use your voice when you're recording? Is that something you think about consciously?
1: I guess yes and no. Um, I do a lot of presentations and speaking for my day job. So I'm used to projecting. So that's not a problem. But in the sense of am I conscious of it? I guess I am because I don't, I try not to fall into sounding very, Having my voice go really low and sort of sounding very like monotone, I guess. Yeah. So I try to have some, I try to inject some enthusiasm, I guess, you know, when I talk so that it's not just like I'm just reading something that, like in school, when they told you to read this passage to the class, you know? Yeah. I, so so yes and no I think is the answer to your question
0: yeah okay yeah I think if you were overly self-conscious it would probably you know come across as too fake wouldn't it but
1: I think so like if you're concentrating on it too much then right
0: (laughs) yeah I feel like that's what we're going to start to do now (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm going to really I'm
1: going to really be conscious of it now
0: I know that, um, you set off kind of to interview other, um, mums who've successfully side hustled and, you know, built alternative careers and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you've also recorded a solo episode that, um, I really enjoyed listening to. Oh, what, what was that like? Was it a really different
1: experience just being alone? It was so much easier. Yeah, I will say that. It was so much easier. So, Um, if I ever have a lull in guests or get behind in editing, I'll probably try to incorporate. I know that sounds pretty bad. No, that sounds so (laughs) realistic. (laughs) It is, right? Yeah. It it was so much easier for me. I mean, I prep for it. I I, I am not just going on the mic and because that would take, the work that I'm doing in prepping I think alleviates the work in editing if I just went on and just started talking with no Idea of what I was gonna say. So I do prep, I outline um, What I'm gonna talk about make sure it's organized, but then I go on and it's so much easier for me to 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 just speak into the mic and when I make a mistake, I know I just pause and then I start again so that I know I can just cut there and, 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 you know, use the next part of it, the good part. And so I found it to be so much easier.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Also,
1: yeah. That,
0: yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, some people, I think, find that more of a nerve wracking experience. So I, when I recorded my solo episode, I felt kind of exposed suddenly, cause it's, it's almost <laughs> easier to ask the questions somehow,
1: you know, I think, you're right in that sense, because you're no longer interviewing someone else and taking your cues from that person as far as where the conversation goes. It's all you, right? It's all you and what you're thinking. So yeah, it is. I, can, yeah. I can see that. But I guess in terms of if you're talking about something that you are really um, interested in and you know a lot about, it should be easier, right? In, in my opinion, I guess, because yeah. you have the other person that I just think there's just so much more editing in, involved in that whole thing.
0: Yeah, that is true. And, and you're right when you say if you make a mistake, you can just pause. It's easy when you pause, isn't it? Because you can see on the sound yes. wave, there's nothing there. So, you know, that was flat. the point you wanted yeah. to cut. Yeah, my previous exactly. guest was saying that's something that he explains to his guests, particularly who are non-podcasters, because people don't, Realize, I guess, how easy it is for you to cut cut out errors and just like right. they never happened. So right. you know, it, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> once you get used to that concept, it does give you the confidence to be, um I don't know, to be a little bit more outgoing, or you know, to kind of test things out and see how they sound. Because you know, if you don't like it, you just delete it, and it's, it's exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's okay. And that's what I, I try to tell the guests that I have on to. And it's funny because I um, I don't have a lot of anxiety. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm not nervous when I interview people. And I, I think that's just a combination of life experience and job, ex- you know, career yeah, experience. Yeah. All that. So I'm not nervous, but I, but I've heard, so I kind of go into the the interview situation with that kind of attitude and mindset, but I don't realize that sometimes the other person is nervous and they'll say, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nervous about this or I'm nervous about that. And I'll be like, Oh, don't worry about it. Because if you say something and you mess up, just tell me, you know, because I can just cut it out. And that, I think that helps to, to put them at ease.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not like a live broadcast where, you know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Live
1: video. That's a whole nother. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. That, that takes a bit of confidence. Yeah. Right. Right. This is, this is kind, this is a kind way to capture some of these content, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So looking forwards then, what are your hopes for your podcasting future?
1: I would love it to be a catalyst for a community of people, a community for working moms who are building or who have a side hustle as like a support, you know, know, group. I would also, it's still part of a business, right? So if there's any way, and I haven't investigated monetizing podcasts because number one, I heard that it's not easy. And number two, I'm so new. I mean, there's there's no way that I could do it. But if there was any way to, you know, make money from it or get people into a program or something where you know um, it could be monetized in that way, maybe not directly, but um, that would be the um, dollars and cents side of it. And then the the other side of it is obviously you know building the community meeting people building the network providing value um, to other people and making a difference I think for other moms that need what it is that I have to say I guess
0: yeah no I get that yeah like you said at the beginning just knowing that there's somebody else out there who's going through the same thing as you just Mm -hmm. helps you (laughs) to accept it and then you can deal with it right so um yeah yeah, I think it's a it's a really powerful thing to do so yeah well and and good luck good luck to you (laughs) I (laughs) I haven't advertised or you know thought about monetizing at all so I've read that the best first step is to just build in like an advert moment for your own business so, oh, you kind wait, of get wait. used to having a point in the podcast where you kind of talk about something that you've got as an offer, you know, and then it kind oh, of helps wait. you to get used to having
1: that. That's a, good, that's a good idea because I sort of save that to the end. But you know how, like, when I listen to podcasts, sometimes as soon as it's done, then I don't stay all the way to the end. Right. So, maybe it might be something if you can sort of work it in. And I've actually heard people do it now that you mention it. They'll say, like, I'm having this live event on. This day or whatever, you know, and and so yeah, that's not a bad idea. Mm, actually. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should both try it and then compare notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give to a first time podcaster bearing in mind that your podcast is doing really well and it's literally just eight episodes in? I think you're in a perfect position to kind of share how you achieve that so quickly with a with a new podcaster?
1: I would say that if it's an idea that I I wouldn't recommend just doing a podcast because you hear doing a podcast is like the thing to do because there's a lot more work that's going to go into it than maybe you might think Um, unless you're going to of course outsource the whole you know thing I mean I just even just scheduling the guests and getting guests, if that's what you're going to do, or, you know, outlining what you're going to say. I mean, it all takes time and effort to do that. Um, but I would say if, if they're feeling that call to do it, like they want to do it and they feel like they can make an impact that way through podcasting, I would say that you can start with very little investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and just know that you're going to have to spend the time up front to learn the technical side of it, but it can be done and it gets easier over time. And I would say, just do it.
0: Excellent. That sounds like excellent <laughs> advice. And I totally agree with you. <laughs> Don't <laughs> underestimate the time involved, yeah, um, but sure. it, it is, it's worthwhile. It's a worthwhile investment, right? Just to learn how to do it and, you know, get that going. So yeah, really good advice.
1: Yeah, I think
0: so. So, if anybody listening would like to get in touch with you, Jen, and find out a bit more about what you do,
1: where's the best place for people to find you? Um, they can visit the website, and it's uh, M-O-M, remix, R-E-M-I-X, dot com.
0: Perfect. See, it's that easy to put an advert into your podcast. Yeah, you to- <laughs> that is
1: so
0: true. <laughs> that wasn't hard at all. <laughs> and, um something I like to ask all my guests I'm going to ask you is what does it mean to you to be a bigger fish? Hmm, That's a
1: good question. I would say being a bigger fish means how are you going to stand out in a sea of of fish (laughs) swimming around, right? I mean, because even though we're in I guess the beginning stages of podcasting, right? I think they said there's like six or 700,000 or something podcasts out there and growing every day and growing exponentially. And, And so that's still a lot of people podcasting out there and people coming on. And so how are you going to stand out? How are you going to differentiate yourself? And I think to be a bigger fish, I think is your question. How do you do that? I I would qualify it by saying I don't think I'm necessarily a big fish, but the way that I want to get there is to put out the best quality content that I can. Super high quality that people are going to enjoy and get a lot of value from. And I think over time, hopefully, that will help um, my podcast to grow and to reach all the people that I want to reach.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I think that's a great definition. Thank you. Well I really enjoyed that conversation Jen thank you so much for sharing all that with us and particularly sharing your perspective on the kind of connection that a podcast can create and that kind of impetus you have for sharing your experience with other people so that they don't feel alone I thought that was really touching so thank you for sharing that perspective with us and um, I hope I'll keep in touch and keep listening to your podcast and
1: I hope we'll speak again soon Oh, definitely. Thanks for having me, Debbie. That was really um, a great conversation. Thanks a lot.
0: Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye for now then. Bye.
1: All right, bye.
0: I would like to say a huge thank you to jen not only was she a brilliant guest to have on be a bigger fish but she invited me to be a guest on her podcast too so that's my first guest appearance and i'm really looking forward to that coming up soon I hope Jen's experience has been an encouragement to you if you're thinking about taking up podcasting, and it might have been an encouragement to you if you're thinking about taking up a side hustle too, which would be brilliant. Either Jen or I would love to hear from you if you've got any comments or questions on the content of that podcast. So please feel welcome to reach out to either one of us using Jen's website that I'll post in the show notes or by contacting us on social media or you can get to my website by looking up beabiggerfish.net. If you enjoyed this podcast content I'd be very grateful if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That's one way that the podcast will be able to reach new listeners and the content will be enjoyed by other people who are interested in setting up a podcast too season one of be a bigger fish is drawing to a close shortly i've got a really special guest interview lined up for the next episode and i've also got big plans for season two so i'm not going to be off the air for too long we'll be back soon with a new and revised podcast series which i am very excited about making Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your comments and interaction on social media. It's just a delight to get some feedback and to get some conversation going with listeners. So I appreciate each and every comment that you make. Thank you very much. Take care and I'll see you soon.